unpacking is done. It would be great to see you there. So that's starting next week. Uh, church family, I also want to say a big, uh, massive thank you. What a great uh, a video we had at the start there around our, the missions projects that, that you and I uh, invest into around the world and just the impact that it is having. Uh, this is a pretty crazy time in life, right? We've, we've never lived through something like this, but, but through your generous giving and just your heartful people, uh, you are making a huge difference all over the world, uh, feeding people, looking after churches, and, and pastors and, and, and uh, you know New Zealand we've, we've kind of we've had it hard here as well but I think some of most around the world is really really a whole lot worse than what we're seeing here and, and so come on I'd like us to actually just to pray for uh, some of the countries around the world today too and, and maybe, you're, maybe you're from uh, your homeland is, is, is uh, a different country as well come on I want you to you, why don't you lift your hand on behalf of your country today as we pray uh, just believing God to do something in this uh, pretty crazy season eh? Hallelujah. Father, Lord, we pray for uh, all, all the countries around the world, Lord, through this, this pandemic, Father God, that it seems uh, so horrific and so horrible what's going on, oh God. And, and Father, today, Lord, we ask, Holy Spirit, would you move sovereignly in these nations, Father God, Lord, for, for this sickness, for this COVID-19 thing, oh God, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we don't understand why and, and how and all of those things, oh God, but we, we know that you are in control, Father God. So, Lord... Lord, somehow, some way, Father God, through the countries of the world, oh God, Lord, would you pour out your blessing, Father God. Would you send your healing touch of your spirit, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, for, for those here, Lord, who've got families in those countries, Lord God, that are just not doing great. Lord, I pray for, for comfort and peace, Father God, and your protection. Lord, I pray, I thank you, Lord, that the, that the word of God says that those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, oh God. So, Lord, I pray for an outpouring, Father God, Lord, of people crying out for the name of the Lord Jesus across the world today. Lord, we give you praise and glory. And Lord, I pray today, as Lord, as we look at your word today, Father, I pray, Lord, would you speak to each one of us as well, O oh God. Lord Jesus, that you've got a word uh, for us as individuals, Lord God. Lord, that, that maybe it's through a whisper right now, O oh God, but Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord, will you, will you speak to our, the season that we're in, Father God, in our lives right now. Lord, even though we may be gathered together as a family, Lord Jesus, as a, as a congregation, I pray Lord, that, Lord Jesus, you can speak directly to each one, O oh God. So, Father, would you have your way this morning, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, well, it is so good, as always, so fantastic to see everyone in church this morning. And, uh, and, and if you are here for the very first time, it's a real privilege to, to have you with us. And, and my name is, is Daryl, with my wife Denise here. The, uh, we serve as the lead pastors here, and it's, we, we just love having people come uh, to church for the first time, and, and for the second and the third and the 729th time as well. It's so, so good. But, but come on, church family, can we give a big a round of applause to everyone who's here for the first time today? Today. That is brilliant. That is just, just amazing. Just, just fantastic. I, I would like to give one more shout out this morning. Can we give a big shout out to our creative team, our tech guys and our band? They're, they're here. They are so amazing. These guys are probably the ones who spend the most amount of time in our, as part of our dream team. But here they're here at seven thirty in the morning. The fog was there, the rain was there. While you're sleeping in bed, they're here, uh, and and our tech guys and everyone. So those guys do a fantastic job. They practice on Thursday nights, and then they they stay right till the end. It's just 
fantastic. So you guys are absolutely amazing. So a big shout out for them. And maybe you've got some skills or abilities there. Come on, why don't you have a chat to someone this afternoon or, or fill out a connect card even better. <laughs> you can be a part of all that. So good. Hey, so today is, today is an exciting day for me because we're going to be starting a new series today called Legacy. Uh, and legacy, when you think about that word, has all sorts of different meanings, but it's kind of kind of has that kind of feel like a legacy is something that you leave behind, right? Like an inheritance kind of thing. If you're if if you're a parent or a grandparent, it's something that you think about leaving behind. And and this series, legacy, is all about that. Uh, is, is is for us today that we're gonna we're gonna pull out a, a few characters in the Word of God and and, and explore uh, the gift of faith that they had. Uh, and what they left for us, as in like a, like a, a, a blessing or a, a, an anointing or, or just some like instruction that they've given us that we can look at their lives uh, and see uh, wh- how that applies for us today. Because one thing I know about the Word of God, about the Bible, is this, is that even, even though it's a, it's a Bible, that, uh, a book that was written maybe many thousands of years ago, that it still applies directly to my today uh, and your today, and there's so many things that we can learn from it to help us in our journey. Uh, so I'm believing today that you're going to hear some things today that will help you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock or at 8.30 in the morning on your way to work, on the way to school, trying to get the kids out of bed, uh, trying to get the, the husband out of bed, some for some. But today is, is one of those things where I want you to try and, oh, it's almost like to reach out and grab something for you today. Because uh, the, there's, there's going to be some gems, and I think, and I think even, even if, my, if you're looking at me and my mouth is just going, you're not hearing anything, I believe that God can still speak to you today. That's the main person I want you to hear from this morning. And so legacy, uh, legacy is this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Uh, it says this, it says, Therefore, uh, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, uh, let us strip off everything uh, that slows us down, uh, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, uh, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And and now, I don't know about you, but we have lived, we're living in crazy times right now, and, and we're, we're all hoping that we, we never uh, have, have to go through this again. But, but one of the key things that has kind of challenged me through this, through this season has been, it's like I've had to go somewhere or been in a season uh, that I didn't really think about even going there before. Uh, and, and it kind of got me thinking, we, we've been forced into, once it's like an isolation or, or this uh, restriction, and now we've got some new normals going on. And, and if you'd asked me uh, on uh, December 31st, 2019, what 2020 would hold, I wouldn't have picked this, to be honest. But here's the thing that I understand, and, and that God's just been speaking to me in my heart, is that no matter what, He is still in control. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There is no one greater than Have you ever thought about that? There's no one greater than God. It's like God is, he, he is so great that when, when people in the, in the Old Testament would, would swear upon an oath or make a commitment, that, 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 that you would normally you would talk about somebody who was above you. And you would use their name to, to place an oath or to like swear by that you'll do this. But God, he just, he just makes an oath by himself. Because he, he's got no one above him to be able to use their name as like to be a name dropper 
Uh, He's got no one above him that he can do that. So he uses his own name because there is no one greater than him. And and, and today, if I want us to understand that the the power and the and and the the, what we have been given, what you have been given today, I kind of think if we would start to really get a a, like a, a, a. I was going to say a brain transfusion, but that's not the right word. But, but, a, but a mind freshness of who God really is, how would that change the way we live? How would that change the way you do tomorrow, do your week, or you do your parenting, or you do your, your finances, or you do your business? How would it change if, if God was saying to you today that I'm going to take you to a place that you've never been before, well, what would be the, some of the first things that pop into your mind? God, maybe is God promising, making some promises or got some desires or dreams in your heart and, and it's like it's a, a distant land or it's a distant promise. And the first thing you're wondering about is how is that going to happen? Do I want to go there? How do I get there? There's an amazing story that I mean, today we're going we're gonna to look at the, uh, Abraham today. Uh, and we're just going to take a little snippet of Abraham's life because I, I think there's some, some real gems there for us today. Uh, because whether you kind of uh, think about it or not, I think our society, we're on a journey and we're going somewhere that we've never been before. We're going through something that we've never been before. And how do we do it? What does it look like? And how do we flourish through it? Because I, I think the heart of God for you and for your family and, and for my life and, 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 and for this church is that we would flourish through the seasons. It's like a tree that's planted by streams of living water. In Psalm chapter 1, verse 3, it talks about big trees that are planted beside a river, a stream. They, in every season, they flourish. The, even when it's hot or when the sun is out, the leaves don't wither. But in every Every season they flourish. Uh, and what, what an incredible picture of, and I look at that and think, well, God, that's how I want to live my life. I, I want to be someone that, that flourishes and every seasons are going to come. Uh, it, it, there's going to be winter. There's going to be a spring. There's going to be a hot, hot summer and it's going to burn some things off. But God, I, I, I want to live my life like a tree planted beside streams of living water, just kind of flourishing in every season. But I think we find ourselves today uh, as like being in the place of like a middle place. Like we're, we're in the middle. And, and, and the thing with the middle is, is the middle is actually a dangerous place. But it's actually a place that we actually go through. There's a start, there's a finish, and there's a middle. And, and I, I want to kind of inspire us today with this thought of, of faith and what does your faith look like? How, how do we go to a place that, that maybe God has promised but we've never been there before? And, and what does that look like in, in your life? Because I, I think if there's anything today, I, I wanna, want you to want, almost like turn into the energizer buzz, bunnies of, of faith today, that your faith is so electrified, it's so influencing the world around you that your faith is something that people look at you and go, what the hang is wrong with you? What is right with you, I should say. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. Uh, because your faith is something that, what is faith? The Bible gives us a, a, great, a great picture of that, and it's found in, in Hebrews chapter 12, 11, verse 1. Faith is this. Uh, to have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for, to be certain of the things we cannot see. 
And Abraham was, it's a fascinating story. And like I say, I would, would like, you, like you this week to, to look at Abraham's life. And you can read about him in Genesis and, and, and a bit in Hebrews in the faith chapter of uh, chapter 12. Uh, and, and also you'll see a bit of him in, in Acts chapter 6. So, so get in and read about, uh, about him because there's some things that you can learn from his life, from Abraham's life, that will radically change your, your week. I, I just promise you that. And, and, but we're going to look at a, the, the, a small part of Abraham's life there and, and just how it all worked for him and, and what did he go through. How do we, and today it's in part one, uh, we're going to look at this. And God promises Abraham. He promises Abraham that he will make his name great uh, and that his descendants will be as many as the stars. In fact, in fact God uh, takes Abraham outside his tent I suppose one night, and it's like, you know, that is it the dark earth thing where the stars just stand out there. He takes Abraham outside of his place, outside of his tent, and says, look at those stars. I'm going to make your name great, and your descendants will be as many as those stars. And he gives them a picture of maybe like a beach of the sand. Your descendants, Abraham, I, I, that I'm going to give you, are going to be as many as the sand, the, the bits of sand on the seashore. There was one major problem that Abraham was facing. He was quite old. Now, that was problem number one. The second problem for Abraham was is that his wife was really old as well, which is no problem. Or, but, but the third problem was that she was barren as well. And so God promises to, to make Abraham like the father of the nation, like the nation will be birthed from him and, and his descendants will be numerous, but they can't have children. Now, when I think about that, that's obviously a bit of an obstacle to the promises of God. That How God is that going to happen? Well, we can't even have our own children, let alone, let alone thousands of other uh, kids that from our descendants. How, what, what, you know, and, and if that was you or I, we, we would immediately uh, think of all of the reasons why not and the, the obstacles to that. And, and our emotions can kick in as well and think, well, God, you can't do that because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that. And, 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 and today, faith kicks in. And an amazing thing about Abraham was that, is that the Word of God said that he was one of the giants of faith. He was one of the giants of faith. And, and we're going to look at a few just real quick aspects of that. But, but I, I, I think for Abraham, imagine hearing the Word of God promise him that, the, that his descendants were going to be uh, so many. And, and sometimes, have you discovered, oh, like I've kind of found this as well in my own journey, that sometimes God it just doesn't make sense. God, it, it doesn't make sense. And, and, but when you think about life, there's a lot of things that don't make sense in life and, and things that maybe raise more questions than others. Like, like this, well, why, do you, why does the man that invests your money called a broker? <laughs> Have you ever wondered why, why the time of day where the traffic is the slowest is called rush hour? This is my favorite. This is my favorite. So, uh, why do women. Always have mascara. Why do women always have their ma- uh, mouth open while they're putting on mascara? <laughs> True fact, isn't it? Yes. Why? Why do they call them apartments when they're all living together? That is good, eh? Apartments for those. Sometimes things in life, they, they just don't make sense, right? 
And, 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 but we are asked to, uh, but God asks us in faith to believe and to see what he's doing. You know, vision and faith in your life, sometimes it's going there before you can actually see it. And that's exactly what Abraham was called to do. Abraham was, was called to go to another land. He just obeyed and went, and he didn't even know where he was going. And we can pick up the story in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 and 9, and it's the faith chapter, and it says this, that, that it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went, get this, he went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land, God promised he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so he did, uh, and so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. See, God, God says to Abraham, pick up your things, take your family and, and everything you have, and let's go to a land that I will show you once you've kind of left home base, that I will show you as you go. And, and I just kind of, kind of believe that and think that Abraham's faith in God was so strong that the, that the Bible says he just obeyed and went. He's just like, he obeyed and he went, even though he didn't know where he was going. And it was his faith that, that said, I may not know the place where you've, you're calling me to, to go, but I'm just going to start making a way there anyway. And my faith and my trust is, is strong in you, Lord, that, that, that what you've promised me, I'm going to just move and believe that you're going to be with me, and get, which he believes for you as well, to be honest, that, that as we put our faith and trust in God, that he will go with us. And, and, and as you put your, even though we may have questions, we may have a whole lot of questions, but, but as Abraham went, as he stepped out, as he, as he traveled, God did some incredible things for him in his life. And, and so there's a few things this morning that, that was on my heart to share around what, what, what we learned from Abraham, and especially to go where we've never gone before. The first thing it requires us to do is understand that God is sovereign. God is sovereign. And, and I love how the story rolls out because God just says to Abraham, go. And Abraham says, okay, cool. Uh, I'm on my way. Not, not a hint from God where, um, where he's going and, or the stage where he's going or any, any questions from Abraham. No, there was, doesn't appear to be any questions at all. And, and, and then, then now God says, uh, there's a few things that I need, so uh, can I go? Abraham didn't kind of bring up the, the questions like, like, what's the mode of transport? What am I going to do for money when I get there? Where are we going to stay? What are we going to live? Is, do I even like the place that we're going? No, uh, Abraham, was, I think he, had, he understood the sovereignty and the power and the faithfulness of God that he just went. It's amazing how things change when you understand who someone really, really is. And, and I, I think without a shadow of a doubt that Abraham knew that God was sovereign, that he was powerful. And, and so here's the question for each one of us today to, to think about or to ponder. How do, how do we really know what place God has in our lives? It's like if they were to do an audit on your life today, would, would it show that God is number one or, or what would it show as the sovereign authority in your life? It's a big question, and this is a bit of a challenging one, this one, so bear with me for this. And, but a bit of, I, I think as I've, as I've thought about it and reflected about it, it comes down to what you base your decisions on. Like, I, I will go here if you do one, two, three, four, five. 
uh, God. Um, like, God, okay, I, I, will, I will give that, but God, I need 7, 8, 9, 10. And, and Abraham, there was no, no kind of hint of that from Abraham. God just placed something in his heart. He placed a, a promised land, a, a promise in his heart, and he just said, okay, good, let's go. I'm on my way. I'll see you on the way. I'll see you there. You know, Abraham just went, and one of the, and, and, and he didn't base his decision on anything else but who God was. Because I believe that he understood he was sovereign. And I've just finished a, a, a book, reading a book, uh, and it was uh, got by a guy called, he's a New Zealander, um, actually he might be Australian, uh, Paul De Jong, and, and the book is called God, Money, and Me, and it's, it's, I don't normally read books like that, and it's, it's got some amazing insights around decision-making and, and the sovereignty of God over, over God, money, and me, and, and, and it's not one of those prosperity books, because I, I just don't bother reading some of those ones, but there's some, some things that really stood out to me about the sovereignty of God, and and, and how that extends to creation and humanity and, and our world. And, and as one of these thoughts, it was this, is that the Bible says that, that wealth and money is not evil. But the love of it is not good. And, and, it's, and it's like it was these little light bulb moments for me. It's like, it's like the, the place that you put that in your life is the key. We all would say that, God, we place you at number one. So, and, 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 but when, when the promise comes or when hard times comes, what do we base our decision upon? Like when we're going through a storm, do we base it upon what God is saying to us or upon our bank balance or our, the issues around us, what, what we can do in our own strength? Because you don't hear that from what Abraham was saying at all. Abraham just obeyed God and went. And I just wonder, Faith, that we're in a part of our journey where, where God is going to speak to you and speak to me and, and just my heart about, about the things like, uh, about the sovereignty of God and how I make those decisions, where I place things on the ladder of my life. And because and, and, Scripture says this, is that God is a, is a jealous God and He won't share His glory with anything or anyone else. Anything in your life, in my life, that, that kind of raises its hand up or uh, that takes a place in our heart before God is, is obviously unhealthy for us. And so how do we know if God is sovereign in our lives? And how do we know that God is first place in our lives? It, it's a real open and honest moment or question to actually do a little bit of a stock take on our, on our lives. And you know it. You know when God uh, asks you to go, do, do you say yes, or do you say, do we want to check the traffic report first? What's the weather like before we go? Do we look to see how things are going to roll out for us? Or are you someone like this, that you know, you know it when God asks you to pray, do you say, why, what for, do I really have to get up so early to pray? We have these other things that kind of sneak in. Is God sovereign or is he first in our lives or, or not? You, you know what, when God has challenged you about being faithful and, and, and the giving and generosity part, because the Bible says that all things were created and belong to God, right? Uh, and, that, and that for us to bring a portion, like we've done for missions and overseas, there, for us to bring a portion back to him because it already belongs to him, it's a test of our hearts. 
and where we place the things, the resources, and the, and the, and the ownership of the resources that we all have. It's where and what is the place that we have those in our lives. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17, it says this, Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be glory and honor forever and ever. We need to understand that God is sovereign. The second thought this morning is, is to, go, to go where we've never been before requires us to be obedient to receive God's promises. Obedience is the fuel that enlarges our faith capacity. Obedience is the fuel that enlarges our faith capacity. Why? Because God's promises are activated by your obedience. I made that up myself today, I must say, this week. I was really fantastic. And I've been dwelling on it because obedience such a simple thing. But, but when we understand the power that it unlocks in the kingdom of God and the promises for your life about living your best life now, living maybe heading towards what God is asking you to do, it all kind of centers on the obedience in your heart. Because, because one of the things about going somewhere where you've never been before is, is you don't understand the capacity that's within you right now until you've actually got to the place where he's called you to be. Right now you have a huge capacity inside of you. We are all the same. Faith is like a, a muscle. Our, and obedience is like the, the protein shake that fills the faith muscle. Come on, the protein shake this morning. That, that's not in there either. Great. But, but think about it. Because that's exactly what it is. Obedience, the simple thing. The basic things of the kingdom of God. See, because for Abraham, all Abraham did was he obeyed and he went. The incredible part of this story is, is, is like I've said, that he didn't know where he was going. And, but our emotional side starts to bring up these excuses as to why we can't do what God is asking us to do. And uh, if when, our, when our kids were small and in primary school, I, I actually did a, a three-year, I was a student for three years doing my, my ministry internship. And, and what, one of the privileges or one of the incredible things about that time was I was able to take the kids to school and then pick them up and and, and one of our children, we have three girls, and they must have been about seven or eight. And, and, and you know, the one morning, I don't want to go to school. And, and I said, darling, well, why not? School is amazing. Well, no one likes me. I haven't got any lunch. I, I don't know what to wear, girls. I don't know what to wear. Um, the ozone layer is diminishing, and then there's global warming. I just can't go to school today. Okay, let's go, I said. So, so we went anyway. But the thing is that the emotional part of, of our excuses can be so powerful and so strong and can stop us in our tracks. And, and, and I just wonder how many times you know, when I look at my own life, and, and maybe you're the same as me, how many of the, 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 the emotional parts of doing what God has asked us to do or to step out or go to where we've never gone before has stopped me from going there? It's faith. We will always have our excuses, but, but from my experience and from what I see in Abraham's story and, and that God's dreams become reality when I step out, when I move on, and those desires that God's placed in your heart, the, the picture or the vision that you're carrying right now, your obedience is the key, and your faith will fuel your capacity to go there even though you can't quite see it just yet. 
one of, the, one of the amazing things, one of the amazing things about obedience is this, is it says, obedience says, I'm going to go to the promised land before I've even stepped foot in it. Obedience says that, that what God has promised me is in front of me, it's not behind me, it's not to my sides. Whatever it takes, wherever it is, whatever I have to do is where I'm going. It's all about obedience. The third thing is this, is to go where you've never been before requires us to make a move even though, even though. Abraham went even though. He didn't know where he was going. Abraham obeyed even though it didn't make any sense. Tonight, when you get home, maybe around 8 o'clock when it's dark, if you were to decide that you were going to drive your car to Wellington, First thing that you'd do is you'd, you'd turn on your lights and you'd maybe head off. But, but you'll soon discover as you're driving to Wellington that your lights in your car maybe shine 100 metres, maybe 200 metres in front of you. Your lights do not shine from your house in Pukekohe all of the way to Wellington. They shine to the first corner or the, the first bend or halfway down the first straight. But you cannot see Wellington when you start off from Pukekohe. And, and I just wonder, for you and I, for our, in our faith journey, when we take that first step, are you going to be able to see the whole way? No. If you could see the whole way, you could do it all yourself. You, you wouldn't need to trust God. You wouldn't need to have faith. You, you could just do it yourself. This journey of life and faith in him and the promises that he's given you requires faith. And faith for you to put it somewhere and in someone. And I'd like to say today that the only person, the only place that you should stick your faith is in God alone. Not even in your own abilities. Not in what you can do. Maybe what you can make. But faith and trust in a living and loving God. See, it's God's power and it's our obedience that accomplishes God's purposes. Even though, make a move. Obey to receive. And remember today that God is sovereign. Today, some of you on your faith journey is, is actually more about a journey of, of leaving some old things behind, some things in your life where you leave them behind and you look forward to a, to a new future. And Can I challenge you today? Why not start today? Why not leave a couple of things behind today? Uh, the, the weights, the pressures, the expectations. and Why not make a step? Why not take the next move and what God is placing in your heart today? Because you do have the capacity And even, my Bible says, even if you've got a, a small seed of faith that can blow in the wind, that, that's all you need. It's just a small seed of faith. And to be obedient to what He's asking you to do. Why don't you close your eyes right now? I'd love to pray for people right now. And see, maybe, maybe you're, you're, you're a teacher and, or a manager or a boss. And can I say that your, your faith today at it releases an inheritance into the next generation. 
Maybe your parents here today, you're, you're a mum or you're a dad or you're an uncle or you're an auntie or you're a grandparent. The way you exercise your faith today, it, it, it passes on to the next generation and causes them or lets them to and experience a, a, a flourishing in every season. It's your faith. Maybe you're, you're a person of, of influence today and the way that you display your faith today, it not just reaches your the own inner circle of who you have around you, but, but it moves and it, and it releases to another generation that maybe is coming behind you, just like Abraham's family and his sons, the people that went with him. It releases something to a generation. It equips them for living your faith. Almighty God, I pray today that, Lord, I Lord, I call out incredible faith in every heart here today, Lord Jesus. Lord, I speak to the faith in lives, Father God, whether small or large today. Lord, we call it forth in the name of Jesus. Lord, dreams, visions. Lord, we call them forward in the name of Jesus that, that this week, people will take a step, Father God, that they will make a move, even though, Lord God, as they obey what you're placing in their heart, oh God. Hallelujah. Maybe you're here today, and we're going to close in about five minutes, and maybe you're here today, and, and you've, been, you've come along, maybe someone's invited you today, and and, and, but you've, you've never stepped over a line and said, look, uh, today, because here's the thing, that we, we all have a past, and, and there's a thing called sin that separates us from God. And, and, and today, I'll, I want to tell you that Jesus, He died on a cross. He was buried for three days. He rose again that you may be free. He paid your price for your sin, for the stuff that separated you. And He also broke its power over our lives that we may have freedom from our past and hope for our future. And today, if that's you, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna invite you right now. I'm gonna pray a real simple prayer. And, and if that's you, if you want to say yes to Jesus today, because all I want you to do is to, to just repeat this simple prayer and silently in your heart after me, pray this, just pray. Pray, dear God, today I come to you. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Lord, Make me brand new. Wash me clean. Today I choose to follow you. So Lord, today I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Just wave.